there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. Well, I am here with Rachel Wolcott. Rachel is the owner and founder and scent curator for, for Woolly Wax Candles, and we're here in your lovely shop and seeing everything you have going on, which I want to hear more about. But thanks for doing this and for letting me come here. Oh, my God, Michelle, I can't even believe that I get to be here. I'm very, very happy to uh, share with you my experience with Woolly Wax. Yay. Well, um, so take us back, though, because Woolly Wax is kind of your more recent endeavor. What were you doing or kind of what was your past career like prior to starting Woolly Wax? Yeah, it's the only career that I've had prior to Woolly Wax was uh, as a chef. Um, I've spent, or I had spent the last 25 years of my life in a kitchen. And then the last 10 years uh, prior to Woolly Wax, I had my own restaurant, Restaurant X, for anyone that remembers, on 17th Avenue between Washington and Clarkson in Denver. Denver, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I my passion and my excitement for all things culinary uh, stemmed for, as a younger person, and that's what I did before I, I entered into this lovely business. Well, what did you like? I know you that you kind of went away from culinary, but what originally striked your interest um, with food and cooking? Um, that's a great question because I'm not really sure I. I really knew at the time. Yeah. You were young. I was very, very young. Yeah. I think I was 19 years old when I had my first kitchen position while I was going to school full time at CU Boulder. And uh, (laughs) me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. It just, it really hit me one day, which is now in hindsight, it seems to be a trend of mine. Uh, But one day I was working as a, server in a restaurant shout out walnut cafe i've been there it's great yeah dana derrick Skyler is amazing <laughs> uh and um i was as a server i wasn't that great but in the kitchen i really loved it and i just had had a moment where i had an opportunity to take a shift in the kitchen and i was very happy to do it and it just hit me like this is where i want to be And I think what it was in hindsight now is there's just such a hands-on and creativity that I think I was missing at all the big age of 19 (laughs) and trying to understand myself. But I really needed that kind of like tactile experience. And it just was, it was groundbreaking for me because it changed my entire trajectory of my career and my life. So, you know, I quit school. (laughs) And right then? That, right then. Pretty much right okay. then. I, I I finished up, you know, whatever, and then moved on to trying to figure out how to make that happen. And it was the best decision I ever made. It, it really fulfilled me and soothed me in every possible way. And, and you, I know this is just audio, but you're like, you're putting all over your, like you're motioning across your body. Like you're, I got that sense you were saying like body, spirit. Yes. Soul, emotional, yeah, like mind, heart, all body, of it. yeah, for sure. It just, it definitely was something that really appealed to me, and I and it fit with me and who I was. Mm, and, aligned, yeah, yeah, aligned. yeah. Did it? So, how did you tell us about your culinary training? 
Um, I didn't go to school. I mean, this was, I'm an old school kid. (laughs) So there was not really a ton of like, you know, high end, you know, culinary schools, nor did I, I really want, want that. I mean, the thing that I really enjoyed about cooking and discovering it was that hands-on approach. I don't want to sit anywhere, be taught anything other than the people that were actually doing it. Right. So uh, I spent quite, quite a bit of time working for chefs across the country that I really admired Mm -hmm. and really thought I could learn a lot from. And I knew from the very beginning, I wanted my own restaurant that was I, the goal. Yeah. yeah. But I also knew I had a shit ton of dues that I had to pay. Yeah. And I, I did, it's not that I had to do it. It's that I knew that that would be valuable for me to be a really good chef and a really good owner and a manager of all the things that I wanted to do. Like to get you where you wanted to be ultimately. Ultimately. Sort of. Yeah. So I just, I picked, I mean, I went to several different cities and found like the best chefs in the cities and just begged, pleaded, I just really showed them like what I was capable of and with sincerity and passion. And I think they picked up on that and I just worked my way up the kitchen, you know, chain and then, you know, move on when the time was appropriate. Yeah. Until I got to open my own restaurant. Tell us about that because that's amazing. Well, that's pretty nerve wracking. Yeah. I can only (laughs) Uh, imagine like the doors are opening up and you have to take, you have to, you have to take it when it comes. And I think that it'll be interesting to, you know, the future of our conversation right now, that'll cut that theme will come up again. You have to, you have to lead with passion Mm -hmm. and like integrity and honesty and things will happen for you. And it was very scary to think about opening my own restaurant, but I also knew that I would show up every day for it no questions asked. Mm -hmm. And I think when you feel like you want to put that much of yourself into something. Yeah. I mean, failure is not an option, right? Failure is very slim in that. And and even if you didn't make it air quoting right now, you still made it if you put all that into Mm -hmm. it. What's that saying? Like, more than half is showing up or most of the work. Is, right. What, I don't know. It's like there's some quote. percentage and yeah. something, but it's, yeah. But like if you're there and you're showing up with, yeah. with the right attitude, clearly yeah. like feeling, sounds like a lot of gratitude. I would to say 90%. If I had to do the percentage, yeah. 90% Let's make showing, our own quote. Yeah. <laughs> our own percentage is 90% is showing up yeah. and 10% is having the right attitude. Yeah. Watch. That's probably what the quote is. <laughs> I might, those, those numbers might be off. Yeah. But yeah, but it sounds like just you had that attitude. And what, um, how long did you own the restaurant? Um, I owned X restaurant for 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So a lot to summarize in a decade, but um, (laughs) I guess, could you just give us a a little bit of a snapshot about what that was like? Oh man. Yeah. We don't have enough time. Um, But I would say like, just try to flashback when Denver wasn't quite the restaurant city that it is now. So I feel extremely honored to be among a handful or a group of restaurant chefs and owners that helped put Denver on the map as far as just really like, I don't know, just as far as like fresh, Mm. innovative cuisine. It was, it, it was really an honor to be among, you know, some of the best chefs in this city back then. Yeah. And uh, to sum it up, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I guess I don't miss it in some of this stuff. Yeah, but yeah. 
I'm, I just, I feel like it was such a beautiful time in my life. And I feel like it was such an honor to be a part of something, a movement a little bit in Denver. Yeah. Um, Were there other trends that came from that time on the restaurant scene? Well, I mean, there really wasn't any social media. I'm going to totally date myself. The restaurant was open from 2001 to 2010. So uh, if anyone needs to know that timeline. But yeah, social media wasn't wasn't a part of it. Like you, It was right. really like neighborhood word of mouth or maybe you'd get mentioned in the magazine 5280 or, sure. you know, the post or something like that. But um, the, I don't know, the trends at the time were... You know, we it, we were really changing, you know, we were really getting innovative in our cuisine. All the chefs were. So yeah. that's where it started to move a little bit more towards that farm to table, which was really lovely. And there's definitely, there were a handful of chefs really doing it the right way and bringing the freshest ingredients to your plate. And that was pretty new yeah. at that point. Sure. So, I mean, that would be kind of a trend, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what what happened that made you kind of think, clearly you loved opening your business and had the passion for it, but what what happened or when, what made you decide to kind of close those doors and move on to something else? Uh, yeah, that's obvious question. That's a great question. Um, it wasn't really anything specifically other than it. I opened the restaurant with a business partner mm -hmm. and, you know, halfway through we went our own ways and I continued on with the restaurant and I got to a point where it was kind of a perfect time. I had been approached by two lovely restaurant tours in town that wanted to take it over or rather, you know, buy my lease in my space and do their thing. Um, and we were doing great. I just thought this is a perfect time to maybe do something on my own, strike out on my own, either yeah. in a restaurant or some other, some other way. So it was really all about timing. Timing. Yeah. Timing is everything, right? Timing is, <laughs> yes. So what, what did you do? What happened? Um, well, after I sold the restaurant, I took a little bit of time off. I mean, it's incredible, Michelle, what happens to a young person entering a career and having it for as long as I did, yeah. 25 years, you're so defined by that. And yeah. having my restaurant and a, and a meeting place for community to come and being being there for 10 years of my life, sure. you you really do like just, that just becomes such a part of you. Yeah. That when that's ta not taken away in any means, but when you move away from that or you pivot to something else, you're left like going, oh man, who am I? Like, yeah. What am I doing? Like, what am I going to do what next? What am I without this? What am I without this? Yeah. And I am definitely in my, you know, being and core, I can look back now and really see that side of me that I'm kind of a perpetual, you know, entrepreneur. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very difficult for me to be reined in and try <laughs> to do something for somebody else when I'm like, I bet I could figure that out Yeah. and figure out how to do that differently. But so that was very scary for me to, yeah. to leave something that I knew so well, something that I was really passionate about and really? something that I was really good at. Right. Right. Did it, I mean, it's a, that's a personal thing for sure, but were there things you found out in that time, kind of not having that be part of, I guess you could say what defined you a little bit or what kind of was your identity? Maybe that's fair yeah, to say. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it took a lot of work, to be honest. Yeah. 
I was pretty yeah. young when I got in to this, to the culinary field. And it just, like you said, it just had defined me for so long that coming out of it, I didn't, I don't think I had the tools to really be like, oh, okay. So that was one part of your life. And it's going to be a little like challenging to try to establish something new. I don't, I mean, I had to go to therapy, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's a know, huge transition. Yeah. 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 And I just, I didn't know what or where I was going next and where my value was. Mm. And it's really, it's a hard mirror to look into and hear you. Yeah. Man. So, so what did you like, did you close the restaurant with some like plan in that moment of what you would do? Or was it sort of just no. like you knew you were on to something else? No plan. I just sold the restaurant right. and just pretty much sat there and was like, Oh shit. Now what? <laughs> and then, um, I kind of started broadening more of my, I mean, anyone knows the restaurant industry, like pretty much is 24 seven and sure. really it's not only a part, it wasn't only a part of me, but it took everything that I had, including my time. So it wasn't, right. it, I didn't really get a chance to explore much more. And after I sold the restaurant, I ended up um, traveling a little bit. Yeah. I mean, mostly road trips, which were amazing. And I was working on a small project that took me other places, which was really, really great. And that's where I started to feel a little bit more comfortable being in my own skin and still not knowing. Now, here's the funny thing. What? I challenge anyone <laughs> to sit in their own skin, not knowing what they're doing, but being okay with, with it. It's, it's very hard. difficult. It's to really be like, hard. I know I'm going to be okay, but I have no clue what I'm yeah. doing. Yeah. It's and a really, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not a, it's not a, it's not a comfortable place to be. I would just say if I could impart anything, to anyone just trust the process trust the process <laughs> I love that so what did that process like what was so you did some road trips so I did some road tripping I guess and not that road. not tripping <laughs> that, let me take that back I, I was driving road, road trip around a lot and meeting people and just like I said trying to find myself yeah. and any place in particular that comes to mind I mean well, you went probably all over but I did go all over I went abroad a little bit I worked on the East Coast for a little bit just to help a friend open a restaurant. I did get an opportunity for like three years. I did some really incredible things that are, you know, amazing, but they're really, they were just a part of the journey of where I am now. And yeah. I think like maybe I could say like the last road trip I took was, I, I took a really beautiful trip from Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, through to Seattle, and then all the way down, 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 down. My, I'm from Southern California, oh, so okay. I, I drove all the way down to Southern California, PCH, and it was really sort of a, I really want, it was intentional to think about what I really wanted yeah. and um, like what what was really passionate to me. And at the time, like right before I left, I was really trying to get serious about like, okay, what am I going to do? And I had been catering and doing some odd jobs here and there. And I was working in one particular, uh, on one, with one particular, particular client. And I had an epiphany basically right then and there, I was cooking a dish that I was very, very used to cooking. It was a, it was a very popular dish 
for my Describe restaurant. Describe the dish. Uh, it, it's, a, it's, it's a duck cassoulet, which, mm. um, I mean, everybody has their version of it, but our particular version at X restaurant, where I was the chef and owner, um, you know, I mean, we got some awards for it. And, it was a big know, deal. It was kind of a, I mean, it was a big deal. It was a delicious dish. And, yeah. and there's a reason why. I mean, it, it takes so bloody long to make because you're curing all the duck legs first for a few days. You're air drying it. Days. And you're, wow. Yeah. And it's a slow braise and fat. And it's like, ah. Oh. But the cool thing about that was we had our particular um, spice and herb kind of formula that we would dry cure the legs in. And I was making it one day for uh, one of the ca- one of these catering uh, parties that I had, and I just remember that maybe it's because I was been away from the restaurant mm. for so long, but the aroma of all those spices and herbs like hit me in a way that immediately transported me to my restaurant, making those dishes, mm. and I was just blown away at how like quickly that and how deeply that hit me. And I was like, wow. And, and then I just started thinking about like, wow, I mean, you know, toasted juniper berry, you know, black peppercorn, you know, rosemary, orange. Ze- I was like, all these things together were so aromatic to me. It's like, God, these would make such an incredible like scent other than for a dish. And I started yeah. thinking about, I started ticking off all the dishes that I knew that all the herbs and spices that, and, you know, seasoning, seasonings that I was using, like, all of them, I just kept on going, that would make a really good scent. That would make a really good scent. What, you know, what, how, how could I do this? And, um, was it like a light bulb? It was a little light bulb. And that's like, now we're going to circle back to like, to be honest, I don't, I didn't, I didn't ask to be in the restaurant business. It kind of found me. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't seek out like perfumery or fragrance. It just hit me. And I'm like, I better, this is like the trajectory. I got to figure this out. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder how I can do this without a three hour process of, of being, making the yeah, dish. being stuck in a kitchen. Cause this is beautiful. This part is so beautiful. How do we extrapolate that and like showcase it? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a perfumer. So the next step was like, well, maybe, maybe a candle, but I didn't really know how to make candles either. So yeah, I just, gave myself a little bit of a budget and I'm like, let's just see if we can't do something around this. And I really tried to focus it food forward or, or, you know, spice and herb forward things that I knew innately go, go well together. Mm. And yeah, that's how it, I mean, I, I don't even know if you asked me a question, but I really circled that thing. No, but you did it. It's so great because that's what led you to start what now is that again, your shop we're sitting in, but when you say I just started trying a few things, like what were you doing? Were you like buying wax? We were in like making like because yeah. yes, I hear what you're saying, like the crossover between culinary and and then aromatics. Like I get that when you're explaining it. Maybe not until you explain that, but I'm like, of course that makes sense. Um, but but also you hadn't worked with wax. You hadn't worked with. You were working with the real ingredients. So how did you figure that out? Like where did you start? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I started with reminding myself to rein it in a little bit because I Wait, was it like ideas were just yeah, going everywhere. Yeah, and I, you know, like I said, I I didn't pick it; it picked me. Clearly, so I was like, yeah. oh, wait, I almost wanted to go crazy, but I really what I did, I tried to give myself a little bit of a budget. Okay, and I really thought about, I really thought through what 
the you know essence of those that those aromatics were. I'm like, well, they have oils, right? Why can't I mix oils the same way I would mix or form like a, a re- create a recipe? Like, why can't I do that? Wow. And I didn't I didn't want to get too bogged down in like again like perfumery. I didn't want to I didn't want people telling me too much of like what this the the right way is to do about it. I kind of wanted to just do it do it the way I intuitively thought. And well, I just want to pause you there because yeah. that is so cool because I think my, I feel like, what would I do? I don't know, but I feel like I'd be like, I don't know. I'm going to research and But I love that you said I purposely didn't. I wanted to just, it was like you were saying, I like tr- trusting, like there was a knowing in you yeah. to figure it out your way. Is that, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, but. no. And it's great that you say that um, because I think that after uh, I think after as many years as I have been in the kitchen, um, to be able to have that in, intuition of flavor profiles and scent profiles, they uh, obviously they're very, very similar. They go straight to the same part of the brain. Yeah. I just, I thought I have a natural, you know, 20 year history <laughs> of basically recipes and formulating. And it, it, it really, um, it translated almost perfectly. So I was like, well, I'm going to just give that a whirl. And I didn't want to be told, oh, no, top notes, base notes, you know, yeah, mid notes. Yeah, <laughs> these are, it's, it's perfume speak. Okay. <laughs> it's fragrance speak. Um, <laughs> but I didn't want to be told any of that because that's not how I I approached cooking. I mean, I really, it was trial and error and then it, then it became like nuanced. And I, you know, after 25 years or 20 years, you really start to understand how to do things intuitively. That's all right. I can say. I don't, I'm sure there's some chefs out there that know exactly what I'm talking about, even though I'm not probably articulating it like, Is it like a flow state almost, or is it more just the experience adds up to the point where you just, you could, you could just like guess what a recipe would have and be right because you've done it so long you have that sense well that's I like that I I like the way you put that however I don't want to guess the recipe yeah. I would probably say like well I would do it this way mm, that's back to what I was saying <laughs> like I would want to guess what theirs was you're mm-hmm. like no I'm going to shake it up and do it my I'll way I'll do it my way and we'll see how similar they are yeah that's cool that's yeah. really cool and that's like challenging myself too mm-hmm. but after that long of time of putting things together and like just having that experience of, of any kind of, you know, sense, uh, it really does become second nature to you. Huh. I mean, when I, I mean, immediately, I mean, like orange, what would go well with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, any kind of burnt sugar or rosemary or, you know, I mean, to me, my yes. head's like, well, what do you mean? Like, so... So you just, you could, it's like you can just take off with that and go a million I think different so. directions. I mean, you could challenge me if you want. Yeah, it might be a game for later. Could be like, <laughs> we could have a new segment. Yeah, that would be really fun. Um, test the chef. Test the chef. I want to do that. Sorry, we'll have Rachel part two. Test the chef. But so did you, where were you doing all this? Was it at home? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and also I lived in a pretty dinky apartment, Um. So you didn't exactly have like an expansive space. <laughs> no, no expansive space. I was kind of on my own, doing my own thing. And I had this 
really cute apartment in Sunnyside and it, it, the apartment itself should be a show. But <laughs> um, Anyway, I was doing everything on in my kitchen and it was nuts. I got to tell you, because one of my first, I don't even know how it happened, but one of my first biggest orders was not even a year after I launched Whoa. in my little kitchen and I, I got Did you just have like, I had this vision of you with like pots of wax, just like going <laughs> on your stove. Oh, Is that what I would have to, I was going to say my, my first biggest ones was a thousand candles for wow. a, a company, a, like a gift box company. And um, I'm like, oh, I can't turn it down, but how the heck am I going to do this? And it was nuts. And every time, so that year that I was in there, like almost two, like a year and a half, I guess. Okay. Um, it would be, my life consisted of, I'd have to break the whole kitchen down, set it up for production. And but then it, it, was. Yeah. it was a production space. Yeah. And then if I ever wanted to eat, I'd either have to go out and get something or I'd have to finish the project, break everything down, <laughs> put everything back, <laughs> take the Cuisinart off, but, you know, put it back out, put it back in. Yeah. I know, it was hysterical. It was just like a constant shuffle. And, your space yeah, just trying to make yeah. it work which is funny for a chef to like not have access to your kitchen <sighs> for cooking no it was a nightmare <laughs> but but was, you were you were exploring that I, in another way yeah. which is so cool yeah, exactly yeah. so so I guess I mean I even think it's so amazing that a year say it was a year or whatever and you got an order for a thousand candles but I'm even like how did like how did it go from idea to even that you had something to then either market or that mm. people knew you were doing it because that's it seems like there's a jump there maybe. there is a jump and I love that you asked that because it wasn't just like oh yeah I'm gonna make these candles and then I'm gonna figure out I mean I was really engaged in like website and I mean I built my website I was you know working on a couple of, like I got to help people make websites I got to do some content writing so I had this sort of back end part of it that yeah. felt like I felt pretty secure in in like well I mean I just build a website for well, I can, I can <laughs> build a that, website honestly not that that was the whole thing but it what what helped was that I could I could direct people to something that I wasn't yeah. just like you know, here's a candle, try it out. I'm thinking about a business. I just, I kind of I just built it and then did it, I guess. <laughs> That's the build it and they come thing, sort of, is it? It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. But so you, you had something out. So then I did, yeah. when you then created these candles, you could reference, Hey, this is where you find me kind of mm -hmm. thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, smart. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Enough I to get a thousand Again. candles in a fairly short amount of time. I, I wish I could say that I was extremely business savvy. <laughs> a lot of it is just, again, maybe it's just the passion part of it and, and just engaging with people and keeping my eyes open mm. and seeing what other people are doing and learning and asking questions and, but not too many questions. <laughs> not too many. <laughs> and then just being present with yourself and being like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And trusting that you, sometimes you don't know what the heck you're doing, but you're just going to do it. Figure it out. Yeah. 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 So how long were you in your kitchen slash production space? Um, let's see. I think I launched October 2015. Okay. And in March... 2017, I got 
the front space. So we're in a, we're here on Tennyson and in a little gallery strip and there's a front space that I shared with (laughs) this woman that was selling like Turkish furniture (laughs) and crazy. She was doing tarot cards and tea readings and I had the back little room. Did you, how did that come to be? Just, she had a space that was. Yeah, word of mouth. They're like, I think she needs, you know, to rent out the space. And I'm like, well, it'd be real great to get my shit out of my. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. It would be great to have my own space. Yeah. And, and. uh, So you went for it. I went for it. I was scared. It was so scary to think like, I'm really doing this. Was it more scary in that moment or when you like started mixing stuff at home? No, it was more scary this moment of like, really? wow, I'm really, I'm investing in myself in a way that's much different. It was like, it wasn't out of my comfort zone to be in my own home and purchasing a little bit here and there and making these things and navigating if I have to move my kitchen around. It, that, that wasn't scary. What was scary is that I think like renting that space sort of legitimized mm-hmm. my efforts and what I wanted to do. And that's a like, you have to look in the mirror and be like, Dude, this is real. You, yeah, are you into this? Yeah. You sure? You're about to sign a lease. Yeah. yeah. And wow. then this place, this little headquarters became available. It's two doors down. Um, <laughs> but it's my own space and mm. it's like nice little little cute headquarters. And and you do all the production here now, right? Well, for now. For we're now. in the midst of looking for a larger uh, space for production. We're just, we've grown too much to, to like try to, pump out of here much yeah. anymore so but what a like talk about fast forward here you were just like trying to legitimize yourself and getting a space then you got your own space and now you're blowing out of this space I so so tell us like how did the company grow um you know I, it's just it's been a really wonderful journey it's it's grown very much organically uh I mean I can't I can't do enough to shout out to anyone that wants their to do their own thing, to really cap, you know, capitalize on that social media and really putting yourself out there. People love to hear and see your story in a sincere and genuine way. So I don't know. I mean, how we grew was just us being us and just, yeah. you know, here's what we're doing. And people are like, oh my God, we really like it. And we also started to move a little bit more into these like collaborative custom sense and that sort of has been, I mean, that's sort of been our, our, I wouldn't say bread or butter at all, but it's been sort of a, a, the most attractive thing for people because there's not a lot of companies doing it. And I think that the people that have reached out to me and the collaborations that I have, they, they know my background as a chef yeah, and they really can see like what I'm trying to do when I'm creating a custom scent with you mm-hmm. and for you is we're taking that journey together it's very much like developing a recipe, but we're developing a formula for you. And it's collaborative. It's and so collaborative. So what is that process? Because, and I want to just yeah. say what we're looking at, because um, we're sitting at this table in your shop and you have this, this like couple shelves of these, these candles that are specifically, I guess, curated. Could that be the right word? Or that was a collaboration between you and a specific company that said, make a scent for us. Yes. Um, and then you have the company's label on them. And it's like, part of me doesn't know if I should shout it out, although I kind of want to, but it's like, it's named, especially if you're in Denver that you would know, but like, 
um, like the 5280 magazine. There's a, there's a candle that you've done for them. There's, um, there's top topo, topo, topo designs. There's, um, Lever's Locavor. There's, um, the Clayton hotel. I mean, there's, there's a ton, like I, I want everyone to see all this. And I think you even told me this is one of, you've done way more than what you even have out here. And I think, gosh, if I was, if I had a company, if I had a hotel, if I had a, I mean, all kinds of shops, I'm recognizing names, different other motels. Oh my gosh. I like want to smell every single one of them. Looks like an apartment complex. What a cool thing to say, no, we have our own scent. Like that's amazing. What, tell us what that's like. So a company comes to you and then do you just hang out and smell stuff? Like, what do you do? (laughs) Yeah, basically we have a blast. It's like, I will tell you right now, it's the, um, it's the highlight of what I do. Like, of course I love, we've done some markets and we love meeting our customers and we have our little retail space, but the highlight of what I do, the thing that is the most fulfilling for me is meeting someone like yourself or anyone that's like, we want to create something together with you that, you know, represents what we love. That to me is maybe I'm just having an epiphany right now. Maybe it's like when people came to my restaurant and they really wanted to just sit down and have like a, a, a meal that, that was comforting to them in a, in an environment that was comforting. That was probably the biggest reward is a chef and restaurant owner is to feel like you're providing this particular experience and space for them. It's so funny. I just, it's like happening right now mm, as we speak. Yeah. Um, so for me, that collaboration is um, bringing something to life for them. Mm. And, you know, really, to be honest, I just feel like maybe a little bit more of the conductor of the orchestra. I'm not, you know, I'm only here to use my experience with scent yeah. to help really that translates. So you, for an example, you might be thinking about something in your childhood. You're like, oh, I grew up in this area. We would run in the forest behind our house. Um, there was a lake behind there. And I just, I have this really distinct memory of like the dampness in the, in the morning and the, like, you know, the heat of the afternoon and to be able to think about what all those smells would be like or feelings and emotions would be like, and try to bring them together in, in a way that would remind you of that when you smelled it is like, first it's very challenging. But it's and, kind of making me emotional thinking about it. Like yeah. what you could, what, I mean, it almost, tell me if I'm stretching too much here, but it almost could be like a healing experience. And like, there's so much tied to emotions mm-hmm. and scent or something reminiscent that brings up what you were saying, like childhood joy, or I don't know. I mean, what a, like, I feel like, you know, how you were talking about, you were just on the brink of farm to table. Part of me is like, I feel like I'm having an epiphany. Like, what if you're on the brink of like scent healing or like scent? I don't know. There's probably a better word for it, but something about just Focusing more on that and how, right. what that does for us. Right. Well, it is out there, as a matter of fact. Um, shout out to my BFF, Lisa Bartleson, <laughs> and her beautiful wife, Megan. The baby's coming any day now. Aww. And they're on a, a postnatal, like once the baby comes, a postnatal, like, I don't know. There's a there's a whole 40-day nesting kind of thing. And a lot of it is olfactory. Mm. And we were talking about this just the other day. And really? it's like, yeah, I mean, 
scent is really like it does it does play so much into like some of these healing things how some of these like memories mm-hmm. all of it so why not like really explore that yeah and um yeah for me just back to like that collaborative part I mean if if you're feeling one way and you're like god this scent really reminds me it could be like you know I mean Bougainvillea doesn't have a scent, but maybe that's something that you visually remember mm-hmm. in your life. And we're like, well, how can we take a no scent to become a scent and like mm-hmm. attach you to that moment in time or that memory? Yeah. Or working like, you know, with some of the companies like the Clayton Hotel, for an example, I had to go there and physically be in that space to really understand what kind of scent curation we were going to try to do together. And it wasn't just, they didn't just say like, oh, I want this, this, and this. It's like, no, let's just like get together and be in that space and feel what it's like in order to translate that. Wow. It's nuts. Is that like, (laughs) well, and I had kind of joked with this when you and I talked briefly before, but it just sounds like, talk about a fun meeting. Like, let's, let's talk about what we want to like feel when we smell something or like, what do you do? Do you, do you bring like different scents? I would say most of my collaborations are actually here in okay. HQ. So we can do like, maybe someone is really, um, they, they're attracted to like wood or cedar that there's, you know, 20 different kind of cedars in this, on this planet or more. Right. It's like, well, let's like narrow that down. So we give them a few, you know, we'll give a few samples of like, where, where are we on this level? Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. We do most of it here usually if I'm talking to someone or I go to a space, I'll take notes and then really think about it and maybe do some research and invite them back. Mm -hmm. And then we can do that scent consultation here where it's a little bit more, um, you know, it's funneled down. So it's not, you know, you know, your scent can be, your nose can get blown out as far as like too much, too many scent at one time. So we really want to like focus on what's really important to you and how we can thread that whole thing without like making your brain go crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to be like a fly on the wall, just hanging out in here. Is there an amount that you can like, um, that you can like, is there too much scent to try to incorporate into one candle? Like, could, can you overwhelm in that regard? Um, I mean, that's a great question. Typically, I mean, I formulate a lot of my scent, like, I'll formulate a particular cedar scent yeah. myself and that'll be, that'll be considered like one. Yeah. Um, I think like for our candles, we try to, we try not to go too much more than like five to seven oils in yeah. there because really once you start getting that complex with the, with the wax involved, right. you're really not able to like pick out the nuances of each of those oils. Sure. So, you know, it's kind of like a broad stroke, but what I like to do is I do like to be very, I like my oils to be complex and I don't, you know, a lot of, I don't want to diss any, any fragrance or candle person in the, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that, but I just say like a lot of times people will just like have someone formulate something for them mm-hmm. and make their candles and call it something. So there's a lot of oil companies you can just buy, like, you know, wild flower or, you know, wild right. flower scent. And it's, you know, they can, they can reword it. I like to really, because I'm a chef, I like to really come at it. 
from like, I'm putting these oils together myself. Yeah. It's probably super intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Intentionally. And it's, it's a lot more work, but that seems to be the story of my life. I like to take the harder way. (laughs) The hard road. Why not? Wow. I mean, it's so cool. Like I, I feel like that it's like, what if just everyone started having a scent? Like, this is my, I mean, is that, because you've done, you've also done some stuff working with people for weddings, haven't oh, you? yeah, yeah. So we've done, oh, I love that you said that because I think that we all want to have, like, our own, like, we all have, we wear perfume, right. we use particular shampoos, we use, I mean, we are so concentrated on scent, we probably don't even know how much. Right, And yeah. it's like, yeah, we'd love to, like, create scent for everybody, but we've done, yeah, uh, weddings. We've done cute little like baby blessing candles, which oh, are super cool. sweet. Um, we've done, I mean, name it, we've done it. Obviously you can see yeah. we've done restaurants, we've done coffee places and then like a bunch of boutiques and like, mm-hmm. what is your scent? What do you like? And I love just, you know, dipping my toe into that and playing with people and figuring it, figuring that out yeah. together. How fun. What are there some things you're working on now, like either for, I'm sure you're always doing collaborations, but just other scents you're working on, other like combinations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I just got interesting that you should ask because I did want to like somehow talk about travel and we did a little bit earlier and how inspiring that is to just get out of your own comfort zone or your day to day. I mean, you don't have to go very far to do it, but intentionally always tends to, you know, bring light into your life. But I was very lucky to have just gotten back from Croatia for a month this summer and, um, being away from everything and just kind of like, like reset, try to refigure out, like just figure out what I want to do next for the company. And I just, I, I just was so inspired where I was, which was mostly the Dalmatian coast Mm -hmm. of Croatia, which is on the sea of the, you know, Adriatic Sea. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I was like, I have to develop a candle for this. So not just so because I was there, but just so I can remember and and revisit that together with my partner. Yeah, 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 so great. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, no, I want to like include all the people that know what I do and all the people that support Wooly Wax, mm-hmm. I mean, I want to share that story with them because it was so enlightening for me. Yeah. And I want to encourage people to remember where they are, like whether it's visually or, you know, through your, through your scent or touch or with your partner or music, whatever it is. And I just want to create this really beautiful candle to, you know, what are you going to call it? I don't know yet. I was thinking maybe the Dalmatian or I don't know. That's cute. I don't think, I don't, I don't know if I called it that. I don't know if people would know that. So maybe I'll just call it Croatia 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, tell us what you're like, what, what set, what you put in as oils to try to layer it. Um, well, one thing that was really huge for me, obviously, since you're on the sea is that there's a very particular scent that even the ocean or the sea can give lakes are a little different. They're more, there's more minerality in a lake where the ocean or the sea has more salt. Yeah. And like fresh, there's a little freshness to it. That's just a little different. So I wanted to try to capture that. And then especially on the Dalmatian coast, there's a lot of cypress trees, those big, like pointy tall guys. So there's a pine kind of Mm. fur scent to it. Um, 
we we kept on enjoying some gin and tonics that they would put like fresh juniper berry mm. and rose petal. Wow. And so I kind of went, I was like, oh man, it smells so good. Um, and I don't know, there's a lot of citrus, as you can imagine. Yeah, just, sure. It's like, it's like down by the sea. Uh, so I just really wanted to kind of capture those aromatics. And I thought, oh my goodness, they could all go so well together. Oh, and there's loads of fig trees all over the place. Oh. So I'm, I mean, I'm sure for the listeners too, you could probably imagine a little sweetness to it. And that fig, there's something very uh, significant. There's like green and there's a little bit of a peppery thing to it. It's a little oh. sweet, caramelized. So has it, do you feel like when you've smelled what you're working on, does it bring you back? A hundred percent. Really? I'm like tweaking it right now, but sure. I'm already, I'm like, getting up early in the morning and I'm like thinking about it. I'm rushing over here to be like, okay, how am I going to tweak it? So, like how to adjust it. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, and it's so great. You had a, a month away and I know some, some people, especially I, I think you hear about European culture taking more of a longer holiday, maybe more than traditionally what we do in America, but I'm glad you got to do that. And I'm curious just if you could share a little bit more about what that was like just having that much time to really relax and, and be and just just spend some quality time in a beautiful place. Can you share more about that? Absolutely. I'm glad that you asked that because one thing that's super important that, that I, I really wanted to consciously come back with is like slowing down. Mm. Um, yeah, I felt myself like wanting to like inhale and like roll my shoulders. Is that what you said? Yeah, that? you're right. Yeah. Inhale, roll your shoulders. Mm exhale a little bit. We run and move so quickly. And I know the last year and a half has been so difficult for so many people. And we're all just trying to figure a lot of things out. When you're away from that kind of day to day all the time, you really, you have time to reflect inside. Mm -hmm. And coming home, as many trips, I've always said, like, I want to take this home with me. I want to remember to do this and that. I write it in my travel, mm. my, my notebook. And but it somehow, it will get lost. Mm-hmm. Within weeks, it'll get lost. And um, well, I just decided, I'm like, well, let me try something new then. And one aspect was, like, I think I'm just going to really, like, very intentionally slow it down. So when I go to a coffee shop, I don't get a to-go cup anymore. I'm just like, I'm going to sit down with my little cappuccino and it may be five minutes. It may be 15 minutes. We're just going to sit here for a minute and take a second. just take a second. Moment, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like we spend more than that time doing frivolous things in our life. Why not just try to be intentional about walking to the post office or walking to our restaurants or walking where we can, sitting where we can, you know, sorry, young people, maybe getting on the phone and talking to, actually talking to someone on the phone right. instead of texting, texting and just being like, hey, I was just thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I want to hear your voice. I hear your voice. Yeah. 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 It's like, I mean, me too. I'm, I'm trying. I have some days more than others, but. But you're trying. I'm and trying. It's important. And I do, but I do think that sometimes it's, like, yeah, there's this feeling sometimes I get like I'm busy or I don't have time, but then you're right. I'm like doing piddly stuff. Yeah. And what if I like came back more like recharged, more like filled up, probably be more productive. I'm sure people have studied it. Actually, <laughs> I know of it. Like I was, the math actually adds up. You it know? does. It, the math adds up. And I was actually quite surprised because I've been so busy 
the last few years, I'm like, gosh, I just really want to read more. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just get up every morning and read 10 pages or a chapter of something. Yeah. And I'm like, I do have time for this. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's just like making it fit in or yeah. being, I guess, intentional. Well, not, I mean, I mean, my life, my lifestyle lets me just get up and do that. I'm sure for some people, they would probably have to hide in a closet from their kids or something to make that happen. So however you can make anything happen, right. that's really intentional yeah. is, is very, is it's interesting to see how that plays out in other areas. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Oh man. Well, so other things just kind of, as we're like wrapping up, I mean, I, we've covered it and I, it's like in this amount of time, it's hard to highlight all the amazing things you've done, but is there anything, and it's okay if there's not, but that comes up when you think about, gosh, I'm thinking about my path to get here. And like, it's like, you're so specially suited to layer these scents and to know about the balance of aromatics and all of that. Is there just anything um, that comes up of like, wow, that's so interesting that this was my path to get here and that idea that you were kind of chosen for this. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love that. I love where I am right now. And for me, it feels like the only way I could have been here and taken that journey is to really be open to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we, sometimes we can't resist the the path that we're meant to go on mm-hmm. and you'll know I can I can tell you that you will know in your heart and in your soul like this is right for me um you will also not know if <laughs> you're just like trying to resist it mm-hmm. because you're being too practical or thinking too linear liter- uh, linear yeah like just take a deep breath mm-hmm. and and find your passion and and and, you know, work at it and show up. I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day and we were talking about, in my experience, and I'm not super young, but I'm not too old. Mm-mm. And, um, but my experiences in the, in the careers that I've had, I will tell you right now, you do get out what you put into something. That's why, I mean, talking to you earlier when we were talking about career and thing like, things like that, it's like, well, do something that you like then because right. if you have to put in what you want to get out, you may as well be doing something that you actually like right? You, that feels good to you. Mm-hmm. And I get it. We're all in different situations where we might have to do stuff just to get us by and do things. Believe me, I've been there. Right. right. It's just, I, I feel like I have that lesson now. It's like, let's just remember that find your passion and I guess it could be anything. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Other other hopes for or ideas of where this could go, or, or are you just really intentionally trying to like just be in this moment? I mean, I think there's a balance to that, but yeah, I think that the thanks for asking. I think the last you know five years that Woolly Wax has been evolving, I've been evolving as well. It's also time to g- grow a little bit more. So we're we're looking to scale this year. We're looking to, you know, we're looking for a new space that we're just outgrowing this cute little, you know, headquarters that we have. And we're just, we're ready to start getting a little bit bigger and taking on a little bit more. And that's scary. That's very, very scary. However, I just, I believe in what we're doing here. So I think, I think people will see it and find value in it. Mm -hmm. 
oh my gosh, clearly. It just seems to me like just such a way to like level up and like be authentic, like another way to show an authentic side of a business or, or a person or an event or something. So I, oh, I can't wait to see what else, what else you have in store. Any final thoughts? Again, I know we covered a lot, but um, I mean, I just, I feel really, I feel privileged to be here and being able to talk to you about my business is really inspiring. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you have like sort of the spotlight shine back on you, yeah. you realize like, no man, I'm actually doing something kind of cool. Here. Like look what you created <laughs> yeah. and look who you're partnering with yeah. and look how, how it's clearly something that's making you feel I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth again, but I get the sense you feel quite fulfilled and I'd love if you could elaborate on that. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm it, it, like, I'm very fulfilled. I'm very grateful for where I am. And I think like, I think for all of us, we just get a little bit like kind of, we go inward and we're working and we forget to look outward and see what you've done. Like, look at the beautiful people that you've met and the, things that you've done and maybe even hopefully impact that you've had. Right. So. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you're making me like want to actually in a, in a very sincere way, like think more about scent and think more about like what I want to even have my space feel like and what, and certainly I think, I feel like I think about that. Like, yeah, I want to tidy up. I want to do these things, but it's making me really think I want to like be intentional about what scent I'm bringing in and what, that does to my emotional state. And I, I love it. I like, I like, feel like, I mean, who doesn't like candles, but I feel like this is like a whole nother layer of like what that can bring into your life. Right. So. I would say just on the last note, it's less about the candles, which um, I'm knocking on wood right now. If you can't hear uh, that's our bread and butter. It's really just about you and what like if you can identify scent in your life and like what does make you feel calm and what makes you just feel good, it's, it's, it's not a far stretch. Like really you can have a lot of peace in your life and a lot of calmness in your life if you pay attention to the things that make that for you. And, and scent is definitely one of them. Yeah. So. Oh, well, thank you, Rachel. I oh love this conversation so much. I love it too. And I look forward to more of them with you. Yeah. yeah and that game, we're, that game we're going to play. It's oh yeah. Game show. Oh yeah. Well, this has been an absolute blast. Oh yeah. It's um, been my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com.